When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Doug Sprinthal. Elise Sprinthal. Andy Brent Bernard. Cassie Schrader. And we'll be right back. L.A. Nick had to go, and Catherine, of course, does that really tough uh, 10-hour work. <laughs> God, those losers are out of here. Losers. We'll be right back, ladies and gentlemen. One of my favorite people this hour, though, Sidney Torres is going to be on from CNBC's Deed. The Deed. The Deed. I love I'm, Sidney's a great guy. We will be right back, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Holding into it. Ladies and gentlemen, Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com, Doug Sprinthal, filling in for Ellie Sprinthal. Yes. We're going to name the Wichita stores. I made it through the Minnesota ones. That was about a four-hour commercial, if you uh, listen to the beginning of the second hour. It, all our luxury stores are in Wichita, and we just, we didn't. Uh, the, the construction workers just finished off the last two buildings. So it's really two sides of a square. If you're in Wichita, this is worth your time to stop in. Uh, starting at one end is Audi, Lexus, Mercedes-Benz, AMG, Jag Land Rover, BMW, Mini, Acura, and oh, what's the last one? Porsche. Those crazy Germans. But uh, some beautiful cars down there. You can see all the inventory with all the prices on Walzer.com. Walzer Automotive Group. Walzer.com. <laughs> I thought this was a perfect. What is this? Get out of my dreams. Ah, get out of my <laughs> car. Dreams. Nice. Get into my car. I think that should be the new walls or jingle, huh? I just, I, I, it was probably music of your. I hate '80s music. I hate drum synthesizers. It just sounds yeah, terrible. I There's, I mean, there were some cool songs written. I mean, good pop music comes in every generation, but it's not my cup of tea. You know what Aww. makes me angry? Well, we've got to be out of here by three. Yeah, we got to be out of here by three, so. No, this Rick Rolling thing. Yeah. I thought that was a really good song. Yeah. Never Gonna Give You Up. I thought it was a great song. The guy, hell of a singer. Yeah. But for some reason. Never Gonna Give. Yeah, he does go, Never Gonna Give, Never Gonna Give. He does do that. Yeah. Yeah. When I first heard that song, I did not know he was white. And he's like a ginger. Yep. He's a ginger, yeah. Yeah. And he's like from England, too. 
I think he does like Christian rock music now. Oh, he does. I think I so. I didn't know that. It's Rick. Rick, uh, Rick Astley. 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 Christian yeah. rock. I, I'm gonna look this up. But are I you gonna play it I for remember. me in the, the oh, next yes, break? Oh yes, I will. Uh, Everyone's gonna get Rick rolled today. We're no strangers to love. <laughs> he, does, he does sing like that. It's hilarious. Yeah. Let's see. He released an album called Keep Singing in 2016. Keep singing about Jesus. Uh, um, I don't think. What's he singing? What What are some of the cuts on his Keep Singing album? Um. Oh, it's just a song. They called it an album, but it's just a, oh, it's it's a just digital album, oh, it's a a.k.a. Digi- a song. Uh, in other words, a song. Ah, uh, here we go. 50 is the full album. 50? There's Fifth. Pray With Me. Pray With Me. Angels On My Side. Uh-oh, Angels On My... Yeah, I think you were oh. right about that, Ellie. God Says. Yeah, there you go. We're uh, locking it in. Now. Either it's Christian or he just really likes that kind of theme. My... Let's see what Angels On My Side's about. Um, got an angel on my side. <laughs> got an angel by my side. My, going to heaven my favorite right though, before you. <laughs> when uh, the presidential election came up in 2016, people were putting Rick Astley, a president, he'll never give you up. He'll never let you down. He'll never run around or desert you. Desert he'll you. never make you cry. He'll never say mm-hmm. goodbye. He'll never tell a lie. And he'll mm. never hurt you. Never hurt well, you. Have you ever heard a Rick Astley song that wasn't uh, never going to give you up? They all do something. They sound a enough- bit similar. Yeah. It's the exact same song. It's the exact same song. What is this song? Together Forever. And never apart. Together forever. Hey, here he comes. Pretty close. If there's anything you need, yeah. So he's got the one sound. But then so do a lot of bands. That's right. They do. Yeah, there's no doubt about it. Yeah, that was... Oh, it's like, um, what's his face? Big Mouth. Um, Big Mouth. Aerosmith guy. Oh, oh Stephen, Stephen Tyler. Tyler. Stephen, Tyler. <laughs> Stephen Tyler. Yeah, he always <laughs> sounds the same in everything he does. One of the yeah. one of the guys from uh, ACDC was responding to a critic that oh, said God. they just released ten of the identical albums, and he says that's not true. We actually have eleven. <laughs> <laughs> I I love that band. Oh, they're great. ACDC is wonderful, and it doesn't matter who the lead singer is. Brian no. Johnson. We had him on a number of times. Didn't he? Is he? Did he go deaf for tonight yeah, or did, something? Yeah. That's mm-hmm. why he can't sing playing. anymore. Yeah, I think he he's deaf in one ear or something I, like that. I know. I was because ACDC and Led Zeppelin are my oh, go-to yeah. favorite oh, yeah. rock bands of all time. Yeah. And they were here a couple years. ACDC was here a couple years ago for Valentine's Day, and I'm like, I just can't swing for tickets right now. I'm like, I'll just get them on the next go around. Yeah, and like that fall, that that's it? when Brian oh, announced God. that he had to leave ACDC, and I'm just oh. So when I when we Dave and I went to Hairball and oh, yeah. they played a couple ACDC songs and a guy came out dressed as Brian and and I'm like this is as close as I'm gonna get yeah. so I'm gonna rock it and it was so much fun but yeah I I really wish I could have gone and see them in concert yeah they were really good in concert mm-hmm. they were really good but when I used to interview Brian Johnson when they'd be coming to town or doing whatever every time you go. Thomas, how you doing, me son? <laughs> Call me me son. But he, uh, one time he wanted to come on, but he wouldn't tell me why he wanted to come on. So he goes, Thomas, me son, I've got a great story to tell you. Now, is he Scottish? He's... You certainly I, are making him sound Scottish. Well, I think he's Irish. <laughs> yeah. Okay. What's his name? Brian Johnson. Brian. Uh, good luck looking him up. Brian, yes, oh, his yeah. name is Wait, Brian Johnson. You hey. mean the guy from ACDC? Yeah. Yes. Well, yeah, he's, he's English. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's English. Oh, well, wait. No, I think he's Irish. Uh, well, he formed a band in Newcastle, which is... Oh, that's... Yeah. You he, can't understand a yeah. word yeah, those no, people That are. might be why his accent's so thick. Yeah. yeah. Newcastle, oh, yeah. English, yeah. He's from Dunstan. Let's see, where's... Dunstan looks like a real great place. <laughs> Not really a nice joint. Well, Newcastle, English, it's a very... It's yeah. kind of a combination of English... Scottish and Irish dialect. And it's beer, because they're yeah. hammered all the time. <laughs> it's a blue-collar town. Yeah. So you get some slurry and coals oh, yeah, to Newcastle. Yeah, he's from Gateshead, which is like almost the very northeast tip of England. Of England, And yeah. isn't that the northern part of England, that's Scotland, right? 
Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So he's and basically on the from, border of Scotland. He's basically from Scotland. <clears throat> yeah. But he calls. Goes out. The reason I called in today to talk to you about this, Thomas, is I finally bought a Rolls Royce Phantom. I said, "What?" He goes, "I bought a. I bought one. I bought a Rolls Royce." Do you know why I bought it, Thomas? I said, "Why did you buy it, Brian?" He goes, "Because if I didn't, the only chance I'd ever get to ride in a Rolls Royce would be at my own funeral." <laughs> <laughs> My great uncle, who I'm named after, <clears throat> I lived to be 101. He born in 1880, and he, he loved to tell jokes. He had a heavy English accent, and he was just terrible. But one of his favorite jokes was this. He goes, bought a new car the other day. Oh, really, Uncle Doug, what'd you get? I got a Rose Canardly. A Rose Canardly? I've heard of a Rolls Royce. What's a Rolls Canardly? Rolls down the hill, Canardly go up. And <laughs> <laughs> he'd laugh for a minute. I'm like, oh, my God, this is terrible. Canardly. Yes, the Rolls Royce Rolls Canardly. Rolls Canardly. Um, that was a big joke in 1922, apparently. Yeah, in 1922, <laughs> it was a huge deal. I can't even imagine being born in 1880. Well, Life was completely, like, unrecognizable compared to today. So I, I've told the story before, but it's quick. So I asked him when I, he died in 1981 in pneumonia. He was God. lucid his whole life, gave up driving at 96. And when I was about 15 or 16, I said, Uncle Doug... In your lifetime, you've seen the inter- invention of the radio, television, the airplane, the automobile, nuclear weapons, rock and roll, penicillin, the space travel. It goes on and on. What's the biggest invention in your life? And I'll, I'll say it slow because otherwise you wouldn't understand his answer. He goes, well, lad, that's an easy one. I'm a bit old to enjoy it myself, but it's perfect for you. It's the birth control pill. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there was great, great Uncle Ellie. (laughs) There was a plant in ancient Rome that acted as a flawless contraceptive. Really? I didn't know that. And the reason it's not around anymore is because they ate it all. They ate it all? Yep. It went extinct. So that was the fall of the Roman Empire. (laughs) Probably part of it. (laughs) Yeah, God, unbelievable. But yeah, uh, birth control was a... Well, I mean, they used to use like sheep's intestines as condoms. Oh, Oh, gross. That'd yep. put you off right there, wouldn't it? Yeah. Yeah. You'd think so. I'm not the movie. Want to go anymore. at it? Now. <laughs> yeah, it's like, no. Is it worth it? No. I don't think it is. You know how people in America love to claim that America is like the worst place in the world because of the way we treat people? No, I've never heard that before. Oh, no. Never, <laughs> never watched the news? Is that? You never watched it, huh? How about this? A female reporter was sexually assaulted last week during her live broadcast from the World Cup. Reporter Julieth Gonzalez Thorin is a correspondent for German news station Deutschwell. During her live report from a city square in Saransk, Russia, a man ran up to Gonzalez Thorin, groped her breast, and kissed her on the cheek. Gonzalez Thorin continued to talk to the camera and remained professional despite the man's sudden attack. Gonzalez Thorin told Deutschwell's that she uh, looked for the man after she finished her report. I had been at the scene for two hours to prepare for the broadcast, which, you know, is professional. And there had been no interruption, she said. When we went live, this fan took advantage of the situation. But afterwards, when I checked to see if he was still there, he was gone. Why would he have stayed there? Yeah, if you're going to sexually assault someone, you're probably not going to hang around. We do not deserve this treatment. We are equally valuable and professionals. I share the joy of football. It's not really football, it's soccer. Right. Yeah, now, come on. But we must identify the limits of affection and harassment. The man has yet to be identified. There's a picture of him, though. They do have a picture of him groping. Oh, I suppose. It was on live TV. Live TV, Does he look like every low-class Russian alcoholic? (laughs) (laughs) Low-class. As opposed to the high-class Russian alcoholics? Oh, they're they're out there. Exactly. Think of, you know, why knows, that kind of thing. Tell Ellie your Steve Cannon soccer joke. Oh, yeah, you'll like this one. Steve Cannon was the afternoon guy at WCCO Radio. Do you know what radio is? Yeah, I do. The reason I bring that up is a guy called in and said, I was talking to my son, who's 13 years old. He goes, do you ever listen to KQ? And he goes, no, what's KQ? And he goes, it's on the radio. And he goes, what's a radio? He had no idea what a radio is even dumb? <laughs> no, I just think you listen to music, it's always like Pandora or it's Spotify or whatever. People, young people don't even know what a radio is anymore. I don't it's know anyone scary. who doesn't know what a radio is. Wait, no. but how old are you? Well, yeah, 15. 15. That's yeah, not... Yeah, 15. So, yeah, a lot of people, so they do know what it is. Mm-hmm. Of course. They use 13. So, well, Every car has a radio. I know, but who, like I said, they never do they ever use them? 
it's always a CD player, or they again they go on Spotify or or. Uh, well, I'm Pandora. sure their parents do. Well, maybe not when they're in. I don't know. I don't know why the kid didn't know what a radio was, but he had no idea what a radio was. So, Steve Cannon was the afternoon guy at WCCO Radio back in the day. And he comes on, and he used to do three different voices. He did his own voice. Then he did a character called Morgan Mundane, who talked like this. And then he did a voice like this. It was supposed to be a gay man, which is, that's how long ago <laughs> this was, imitating a gay man on the radio called Backlash LaRue. Hmm. So that I don't think would fly these days. No. But he goes, hey, steve let me ask you a question. Yeah, Morg, what do you want to ask me? He goes, uh, you know why 20,000 kids in the state of Minnesota play soccer? I don't, Morg. Why do the uh, 20,000 kids play soccer in the state of Minnesota? So they don't have to watch it. <laughs> she sees no humor in that at all. <laughs> I don't get it. Get it? They're playing it so they, they don't want to watch it. Because it's boring Cause to it's watch. it's boring oh, to watch. Okay. Yes. It's not funny if you have to explain that. Do you know what a radio is? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's a, Steve was an interesting guy. What a talent. He's a very, very talented guy. Yeah, he's really funny. I don't know that you could get away with backlash LaRue no, today. Probably, though. probably not. not uh, <laughs> I don't think. You know, the, the pilots for Northwest Airlines at the time, which became a part of Delta, it's just Delta Airlines now, they said when uh, Cedric Adams, who was the nighttime newsman on WCCO, when, he, when they'd be flying over the Twin Cities or pretty much anywhere in Minnesota, you could always tell when it was exactly 10.30 because all the lights went out in the entire state. Everybody really went to just bed. went to bed. You went to bed right after they watched Cedric Adams every night or listened to him on the radio, I should say. I mean, they had, I believe when I started at KQRS, WCC Hode had almost a 50 share. That means half the people that turned on the radio in the state listened to one channel. It's just unheard of. If you have a 15 share, now you're a rock star. That's one thing I'm very happy about because nobody will ever again have a 29 share. It's not possible no. anymore. Because it, now it's uh, everybody gets a trophy. Mm-hmm. Nielsen, everybody gets a trophy in the ratings. Oh, you know who hasn't had good ratings? Well, we better pump them up. It's like, come on. Whatever. But, yeah, back in the day it was, it was a great business. There's no doubt about it. A I'm, really good business. When we first moved to Minnesota, I was 12 years old, and we drove out here from Massachusetts in the middle of winter. It was January. Oh, God. We got to Eau Claire, and they tuned in CCO, and I don't remember who it was. It might have been Steve Cannon, actually. He said, yeah, I've got a little warm front coming through. It's going to be five above. There you <laughs> we go. Thought, oh, at least the guy's got a sense of humor. Yeah, he wasn't kidding. He him. wasn't kidding. That was Howard Viking. <laughs> it might have been it was Howard. Howard Viking, yeah. Yeah, he was a – they had – Boone and Erickson, they had Howard Viking, they had Steve Cannon. They, I mean, they, well, still, I mean, John Hines, my one of my yeah. really great friends, my best friend in the radio business. Uh, see, he works there now. And he's very happy. He does midday, right? Yeah. I hear him every once in a while. Yeah, he okay. does. And he has comedians on his show. Yeah. He's the only other radio show in town that has I, comedians that on That is just, I'm not trying to kiss your butt, but I think that's just brilliant. When you guys started doing that, it's been a long time. I mean, what great content. You know what, though? I didn't know it was a good idea. I just thought it was a natural. Yeah. You have funny people on. It seems like a no-brainer. Although, in defense of the comedians, some of them, I don't know that they're on top of their game at well, 7.30 in the morning. That's very true. Some of them go a little deep, I think, on the night before. But I've heard some just hysterically funny segments on that. One of, of the greats in the business, Todd Glass, will be on this show tomorrow. He is phenomenally funny. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. 
MyPillow is offering more than 50% off his four-pack special, which includes two premium MyPillows and two go-anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first MyPillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. Who is that? It's the call. It's a band called the Gorillas. Yep. They the kind of yeah. They have. You've they never actually, heard of Feel Good Incorporated? No. It's like the most famous song in the world among my age group. What's yeah. the radio? I don't know. Is it on radio? <laughs> Probably was <laughs> like twenty years ago. I've never heard it ago. on CCO. You know how many people walk up to me and say, "You do realize when you you die, you and radio will die at about the same <laughs> time." I'm like, "Gee, thanks. thanks no pressure, huh? Me. No pressure at all." But it, I, as far as radio is concerned. If I'd have been born 10 years later, I would have never finished my career within, you know, the working age. Yeah. It just would have never happened, which is kind of sad, but, you know. Ooh, you want to take a quiz? Sure. You're a baby <laughs> You're a baby boomer. I am. It says 9 out of 10 baby boomers cannot pass this test. So are you ready? <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm ready. The baby boomers are a breed of their own, born in the economic and social boom after World War II, Many of the things that baby boomers remember best about their childhood have been replaced with new and improved technology as well as major social change. Test your knowledge if you think you remember many things about a simpler time in American history. Warning, only true baby boomers or expert historians can get a passing score on this one. So take our quiz today and be sure to share it with your friends for comparison. Okay, here it comes. Kelly, so, you try first, and then I'll answer. Okay. That's not going to go well. The quiz is called, Are You a True Baby Boomer? So I think it's a good name for a test uh, for baby boomers. What time, Eastern Standard Time, would you hear the national anthem at night on television? You, you before heard the sign off at the end of the broadcast yeah, before sign off yeah right. every night tv before would sign off and then it at would just midnight. be replaced by a tone and a blank test uh, pattern test all pattern. Night long. yep we just, end our broadcast day yep. and then the national anthem would play with a flag waving and then nothing for 6 hours okay you ready so here are your options when would you hear the national anthem at night on television never 10 p.m. 1 a.m. 2 a.m. Yeah, it probably is 1 a.m., I, I was, think. I was it's Eastern say. Standard Time. Yeah, 1 a.m. makes sense. Um, at 2 a.m. I think he's to... trying to lead us. No, I, I don't know the answer. I, I, let's I, go with 1 a.m. Okay, go with 1 a.m. And the answer is... Uh, Do we not find out there. until the end? Um... It doesn't tell. Doesn't Flash, say Russian women oh. want to date you. Oh, so in other words, they don't tell you. Oh, I it, think it, if it it's was green, 1 a.m. Yeah, it's oh, okay. right. Well, that's, but that's what he guessed. Mm-hmm. What the hell? I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. But it's the only reason I say that is because the percentage of correct answers stayed at 3%. Oh, okay. So I don't know. The baby boomers are a breed of their own, born in the uh, That's the same. Yeah. going to tell us that again? Give us another question. Okay, next here comes question. the next question. exciting. <laughs> next question. No, wait. It, it, it was exciting. Down. It was fun. What was the popular neighborhood game called that required an empty can? Kick, Kick the, can. the can. Kick the can. See? Yeah. Mr. Boomer over here. Yeah, yeah Andy. I'm a lot older than I look. So you had gotten... <laughs> You're a Gen Xer, right? Yeah, borderline. Yeah, Cassie Excellent. and I are borderline. We could call ourselves Gen X or Millennials, okay. really. Mm-hmm. That's true. Uh, this is hilarious. This is totally a coincidence. They're showing a picture of uh, an AM... Well, I'll just tell you flat out, because you'll know this. I know They're, they're showing a picture of a radio. Civil defense. But why on earth, you ready? Is this device known as a transmitter, an eight-track player, a walkie-talkie, or a transistor radio? Oh, oh yeah, boy. transistor radio. <laughs> I did, But seriously, people don't know what a radio is anymore. It's really weird. You know, well, a lot the, of people haven't seen a transistor before we got really great bandwidth. I I always listen to the show before before I'm on, 
but I couldn't get it in the old corporate headquarters. So I went to Radio Shack and I bought a little $15 gray plastic battery powered portable radio. And every time I'd open it up and pop the antenna, everybody'd just crack up. They thought it was the coolest thing in the world. I still have it. At oh, one wow. point, this was not allowed to be aired on television. Okay. A lot of things. You ready? Death, guns, toddlers, or swearing. Well, I would go with swearing. Um, on television? Yeah. Um, hmm. It would be death or swearing. I would say swearing. Well, no. I'm going to go with What do you think? Death. Yo? You're going to go with death? Remember, Gunsmoke was huge. I've never seen Gunsmoke. Well, Gunsmoke was nothing well, but gun battles. Well, I suppose back then when they, death was like a guy would fly backwards and then it would yeah, cut away from him. Yeah, so, I mean, well, that's not technically showing death, though. It was swearing. Hmm. Mo definitely was swearing. All right. So we're basically, Doug, you're acing the test. Andy's acing it. Well, no, he got that one wrong. Okay. He said death. Uh, yeah, are you a up. true baby boomer? Um, this... Talking doll was called Chatty Cathy, Barbie, Golden Age Chatty collectible Cathy. dolls. Yeah. Chatty Cathy. Chatty Cathy, you're mm-hmm. absolutely right. Uh, correct. She had a little string in the back. Pull her and she'd say stuff. Except, on the, except on the Twilight Zone, she said different things. Well, That's yeah. right. <laughs> Remember that? They had a Chatty Cathy on there. She, I'm going to kill you. <laughs> what? Okay. That was a great show. That, oh, Twilight Zone was unbelievable. So good. Netflix. Is it really? Yeah, it is. I'd like to watch some of those old ones. Are you a true baby boomer? Um, Rod Serling had those special extra smoky cigarettes, remember? He just pulled it right there and you could barely see his face. I wonder if those were even real cigarettes. Sure. They They might have been just like some crap that made as much smoke as possible. Possibly. This was the packaging for what popular toy to help teach biology? Now you're going to have to look at the picture. Oh, I I know it. You do know it? Mm Mm-hmm. Doug, you'll have to look at the picture. Can you see it? I don't know that. I don't either. Well, Andy? I can't see well, it. I know. I'm spinning it around to you. Sea I, monkeys. Yep. <laughs> really? It's sea monkeys? Sea sure monkeys. Is. Okay, here are your options. Which were just, what, shrimp brine? Yeah, brine, brine? shrimp that yeah. you put in water and they start swimming around. <laughs> Fish <laughs> friends, water buddies, grow or sea monkeys, and you guess sea monkeys. Mm-hmm. And that is correct. It Dang is. I, I I did not know. Well, you. I've always wanted a sea monkey. Yes. Okay. The next question: What profession is this? Accountant, telephone operator, disc jockey, or seamstress? It's, is it a woman at a telephone board? Yes. Yeah. It of is. course it is. <laughs> telephone operator. Yeah. To connect your call. Yep. That is correct again. You guys are doing very well with this. I think. Well, that's like the prime example of a profession that doesn't exist anymore. Oh, God, no. A telephone operator. If you were a baby boomer, you remember exactly where you were when we landed on the moon, the Vietnam War started, the Cuban Missile Crisis, when JFK was assassinated. What? You've asked the oh. question again? <laughs> Which of these things if happened you, when... If what? you were a baby boomer, you remember exactly where you were when well, we landed I, on the moon, the Vietnam War. I would say... JFK, well, but most it? people do with yeah. JFK's yeah, assassination. Well, yeah. Yeah. I remember kind of where I was. a stupid question because you could remember. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't make any Correct. sense. But I know where I was when I found out he, he was shot. And by the way, being in Catholic school when he died, because he was shot just before noon, and then he died after 1 o'clock. Yeah, imagine what it was like in living in Massachusetts. Oh, God. And the Kennedys are still oh. royalty out there. They oh, still yeah, think that Teddy didn't do anything wrong. So My mother was the biggest JFK fan in the well, he's a Catholic president. Are you mm-hmm. kidding me? I know. It was a big deal. He oh, had to ask God. the Pope if it was okay to run for president. Can you imagine? And that was only, what, 60 years ago? Well, I remember many, many people thought the Pope was going to end up running the country. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They that's did. what they were worried about. They were very worried about that. Because the Catholics were those dirty immigrants, basically. <laughs> the Irish. Is what it was. Yeah. And they were fairly new to the country. Okay. What type of genes was widely popular that would be were widely popular. They learned oh, the language. Easy. Bell bottom. Uh, the options are in, during the sixties and seventies. Bell bottom. Skinny, boot cut, bell bottoms, or mid rise. Yeah. You're going bell bottoms. Bell bottoms. Mm-hmm. I'm going bell bottoms. That is correct as well. Are you looking at this ahead of time? No. Cheater. Everyone knows what bell bottoms are. They were like the bell you know Brady bottoms. bunch jeans. Yeah. Catherine and then the bought super me a, ones cool. were elephant bells. They mm. were so big you couldn't even see your oh, God, they were horrible. shoes. <laughs> they were horrible. Did they have like 
metal in them or something? Like, how did they flare out like that? It's just extra. Just nobody washed their clothes they, well, they in the 70s. Came back. Starched that's, as hell. That style kind of came back for, yeah. for during the grunge period. Oh, that's great. Because right. I was talking on the air about the fact that I haven't owned a pair of jeans in 20 years, and I don't know why, because I loved wearing jeans, but I just haven't purchased them in at least maybe even 30 years. So Catherine goes, buys me a pair of jeans, two pairs of jeans. She goes, you can just, you know, you can just start wearing these when they, when they fit. I put them on. They're already too big. <laughs> Good. Mm, yeah. Well. Yeah. Yeah. It's but uh, they're three, three sizes smaller than what I was wearing. Wow. Uh, what chemical? What kind of chemical was used frequently during the Vietnam War? Agent Orange. Agent Orange. That yeah. Is correct as well. The defoliant. Ellie's saying yes. You're agreeing. We learned about it in civics when we were doing our civil trials or you did. unit. That's like the one thing anyone remembers about the Vietnam War from school is Agent Orange. Because they hammer that on you. Okay, these are bicycles with high-rise handlebars and a very handlebars. Schwenz. Okay, uh, the seat was called <laughs> banana. Banana seat. Banana yeah. seat. You are correct again. Very good. You guys are doing. You really know those well. Schwen, You know the Schwen I'm talking about. The crates. They had orange crate, apple crate. They're oh, all yeah, just yeah. different yep. colors. Yep. And they had banana seats and like uh, drum brakes in the front and an actual shock absorber. Those things were really popular when I was a kid. If you can find a nice one on eBay, they're three grand. Three G's. <laughs> Phenomenal. For a $45 bike. What was well, the most iconic music festival that occurred in the 1960s? Woodstock, come on. Yeah, that was really tough. Woodstock, that was a really tough one. Uh, we're only about one-fifth one done with this quiz, so I don't think we are. We are? Yeah. Oh, wow. Let's just take the next three. <laughs> okay, we'll do the next three, and that'll be it. Ellie, you're up. Oh, okay. Okay. Are you a true baby boomer, Ellie? What were these popular stickers called? Oh, oh I might not know this. I have no idea what those are. Make something up. Okay, I got to show Andy and Cassie. Like, mm-hmm. They don't even look like stickers. They don't look like stickers. Oh, You're the right. flowers, yeah. Um, what, were they, what were they called? I, flower stickers? I might, be, I might be able to get it well, out of the they list. Had those, they were multi-purpose. They would have those flower stickers. You put on your notebooks Please and stuff. Please don't tell me that's the real name. There were Ricky Ticky stickers, Sunshine stickers, Groovies or Flower Petal stickers. I think it's Sunshine. Sunshine stickers? I think. They all sound like I don't know if they had a LSD. name, but I remember um, they... I have no idea. That's not an option, sister. Okay. Um, what are th- what's the list? Ricky Ticky stickers, flower petal stickers, groovies, or sunshine stickers. Those all are really bad names. Yes. They really are. Well, groovies, you know, groovy man. Just pick one. The last one. Groovies. I don't know. Sure, why not? Incorrect. They're called Ricky Ticky stickers. Those are Rick- I know about Ricky Ticky Tavi, but what does that have to do with stickers? I don't know why they were called Ricky Ticky. Okay, we got two more to go. There are many more questions if you want to take this. It's on Trend Chaser. This is a board game played on the street known as... I don't recognize that at all. Uh, Caps, Stomp to Stomp, Flickers, or Scully. Yeah, it was called Scully. I do recognize that. Okay. Correct. It was called Scully. I've you never heard of play Scully? I've never heard of it. You got hurt playing Scully. Yeah, you didn't playing play, a lot of games in the '60s. If literally where I grew up, if you played Scully and you you messed up, they would sucker punch you. Hmm. It was unbe- Yeah, they used to have a lawn dart game. It's called Jarts. Oh yeah. And there are these big long darts yep. like this with big metal. metal tips in them, and you were supposed to. It was like you'd have two people in one end and two in the other, and you're supposed to toss these jarts and land them in these circles. Yeah. Lawn so darts. Like yeah, yeah. People got killed. <laughs> Well, oh, yeah, they because did. they yeah, were literally, they, they were like, you know, five-pound sharp Flying ballistic missiles. Uh, yeah, bricks. they were. Okay. That sounds fun. This is too easy. Our what? guest is on hold, by the way. Not Sydney. <laughs> Sydney, how are you? Yes. We're taking yes, a... Good, my friend. Uh, it's always a pleasure. You know, it's, God, it's been so long since I talked to you. It's been like five hours. <laughs> yeah. It's five hours, a long time. That's a long time. We're just taking two more questions for baby boomers, and these guys are killing it. All, everybody in this room, there are two women and two men, and they're all killing it. We can't end with this one, though. What dance, <laughs> Go ahead. What dance move was made popular by Chubby Checker? Oh, jeez. Uh, you can't. We're not going with a twist is the final <laughs> answer. I'm sorry. 
So the final question now, and Sydney, you can vote too. Uh, although this is a visual, so I guess you can't vote. Hmm. These popular beads in the late 60s and early 70s were called, oh, this one's easy though, uh, groovy beads, special beads, Buddha beads, or love beads? Love beads, I think. Lo- love beads. Okay, that is correct. Yeah. And we wrap it up right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, because we, I mean, we pretty much aced this thing. We are all baby boomers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Including people that were born in the current century. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we will be right back. Our very special guest, Sidney Torres, up next, Tom Bernard Show. It's Tom telling you how easy it's been for me to lose weight on the Nutramost weight loss plan, and now you can find out how to have success losing weight at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth, just like me, at their free informational dinner on Monday, July 23rd at 6 p.m. at Jake's in Plymouth. Those unwanted pounds will melt away really fast. I've lost over 65 pounds at Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth after being educated on clean eating, finding out what foods my body prefers, and I now know the foods that our weight gain triggers as I've said over and over again, the Nutramost weight loss plan is so easy, and they guarantee that you lose 20 pounds or more in just 40 days. There's no exercise, shots, drugs, prepackaged food, and I'm never hungry. Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth has helped me change my life, and I know they can help you too. Call now to register for the Nutramost Twin Cities in Plymouth dinner on July 23rd. To register, call 763-333-7337. That's 763-333-7337. I remember when my older brother came home from Vietnam and how proud I was to be seen with him in uniform. I'm a huge supporter of our military men and women and always have been. I've also got a soft spot for women and children. Lincoln said in his second inaugural speech that we should take care of the wounded and care for the widows and orphans. That's exactly what the Gold Star Ride Foundation does. This summer, the Gold Star Ride Foundation will travel across the country visiting Gold Star families on an ambitious adventure to help those families and remind them they are not forgotten. I made a commitment to help this organization just like Weston Choppers, Northlight Color, and Print Media Minnesota, and you should too. It's pretty easy to do. Just visit www.goldstarride.org and click the donate button. Many of my listeners already have, and that's great, but let's not forget, we're all in this together. www.goldstarride.org. Today's a good day to do it. Be proud of our veterans and their families. Make a contribution today. You lied. You said you were going to play Never Going to Give You Up. Way to I go. I thought this was better for the topic. Okay. Okay. So give better. me money. It's a great song. Yeah. The best things in life are free. These are songs that John Lennon and Paul McCartney could just murder. They were mm-hmm. just wonderful, no doubt about it. Ellie, you have to pay attention during this segment. Okay. Sydney, we have a 15-year-old. Are would you No, 15-year-olds, are they still girls now or are they women? I don't know. Does I call ever... anyone any female my age or younger, I call girl, but that's just kind of what people around my age do. Yeah, it was probably... a girl girl and guy. Those were the two words. Yeah, they women were. is reserved for people older. So Ellie you could you could become very wealthy by listening to Sidney Torres. Okay. okay. It's true. <laughs> Sidney Torres promoting the second season, the season two premiere of The Deed. The second season of the show premieres, well, it premiered, as a matter of fact, uh, about uh, one week ago today. Matter of fact. Uh, so here's the deal. Tonight's episode. Tonight's episode, 10 p.m. Eastern Time, The Deed. Putting lipstick on a pig. Sydney, what does that mean? We still have Sydney? A, a property oh, there. that goes there. on the market in a, really, in a really good area. And you can go in and put a little bit of like paint, not go in and tear the bathrooms or the kitchen out, just to do a little bit of paint on the outside, maybe clean up some landscaping, and, um, and then put it right back on the market and try to make a quick ten to $20,000 without really doing much. And that's what they tried to do, and then, you know, 120 days later, it's still on the market. Mm, yeah, I could, I, and I could understand that, by the way. Now, Sydney, you live in New Orleans, right? Correct. I live in New Orleans, but I've, you know, developed properties in sure. New Orleans, Bahamas, and also Florida. The only reason I ask you that, Sydney, is because what is a Creole cottage? I don't know what a Creole cottage would be. 
A Creole cottage is like the old, what they would do is the barges would come down the river and they were made out of wood and they would break all the, the wood off the barges and it was called barge board. Uh, and what they would do is they would use that for all the structural support to build the house from the barges. And at the time, they called them shotgun Creole cottages. Oh, yeah. And so that's how they came up with the name Creole Cottage. I like it. Okay, now, again, Ellie, Sydney can do a top tips when buying your first home type thing. So someday you're going to buy your first home. So you have to listen to Mr. Torres because he'll tell you how to get it done. Got it. Well, I, you know, I talk to young people all the time. I mentor through Junior Achievement. I'm on the board there, and I, and I work to teach financial literacy. And it's not just about house flipping. You know, for someone who's 15 or, you know, trying to figure out what they want to do in their career, and I always say you really want to find out what gets you excited. Like, what are some of the things that get you excited now? Is it sports? Is it design? Is it clothing? Is it fashion? You know, music? You know, you want to try to find something that that feeling you get, that good feeling you get when you like what you love, which is whether it's fashion, sports, or whatever. You want to try to find a profession that you have that same type of excitement and passion towards. And and so what I always say is that you want to mentor and, and try to figure out, is that something you want to do? And, it, and sometimes it's not the, the nicest job. It might be sweeping the floor of a job site, or it might be, you know, sitting in, listening to a podcast. <laughs> yeah. It might be, you know, something that maybe you're trying to, to figure out, you know, because in school they can't tell you what to do. They can only teach you what you think you want to do, and then you have to get the street knowledge. And I didn't go to college. I, I finished high school. I went to about a week of college. And I went to work for a radio station during the graveyard shift. And, um, and I remember at that time, I loved music. That's why I did it. And within a few months, I got a job working for Lenny Kravitz, touring the world and, and the music business. And I realized after a year and a half, I didn't like that. So I always tell young people, that, and including my son, I have an 18-year-old son, you know, you find something that you are passionate about and try to spend some time there, whether it's a month, two months, three months, to really get an idea if that's what you want to do. And then if it is, you want to, you want to stay in that profession at least a year to two years before you step out to try to do house flipping or whatever type of business. Um, you know, and what we teach in the show is just what I'm saying right now over this interview is that you want to find your passion and you want to make sure that you have the right mentors around you to guide you through those beginning stages. Like, for example, if I'm looking for my first home, or I'm looking for my first flip. I want to I want to get to someone in an area, the location I want to buy in. I want to speak to a real estate agent or broker who's like the top selling broker or agent in that area, or a banker who does financing in that area. Your local bank. Um, you want to get a local architect, a very small mom and pop, because it's always good to have the architect is the lead. A lot of people think that it makes sense to have the contractor as the lead, and that's the wrong thing to do. It's always good to have a a small architect with a fixed fee to help you and guide you through those beginning stages of getting pricing, making sure the zoning's right, making sure that you can build what you think you want to build, and um, get the specs together so you can get multiple pricing from different subs. And all of these things that I'm talking about right now, you can, you can see it in, in each episode where somebody didn't do it and we're trying to clean that up. You know, so those yeah. are the things that we teach in the show. I think it's wonderful. Now, Sydney, I have to ask you a question. It, is the luxury home market down across the United States? Because from what I understand, people, let's say houses over, well, I don't know. Houses are, are pretty expensive in New Orleans, aren't they? No, they're really not. Well, I mean, not. when you look okay. at the rest of see New York, Miami, um, yeah, that's Chicago, we, we are very, our, our, our houses are very affordable compared to the rest of the United States. But there is a huge craze going on right now, with, and you can see it with all these flipping shows and, you know, all the talks about real estate and the interest rates are low. They are hiking up a little bit, but there's a, there's a big, I, you know, I went through the slow times in 2007 right. eight when the market crashed and you dealing with mortgages and people foreclosing. And, and uh, I never want to be in that position because I remember being in that position, and that was right after Hurricane Katrina happened. So that's one of the things I teach on this show is you want to make sure you have the liquidity in the bank. So if you have a certain amount of debt, you have a certain amount of cash, and you want to make sure those percentages are correct because at the end of the day, 
we are going to have a correction in the market. And one of the ways that I always measure to see, and an old mentor of mine told me this, you always want to see what's coming in at the port of New Orleans. What are the cargo ships bringing in? You want to see how much cargo they're bringing in. What's the backlog on the ships coming in? Because that'll tell you what the market's starting to do. When you start to see that slow down, that's, a, that's for me, a, a way to measure to, you know, watch out, take it easy, don't go too crazy. Because there's a lot of people out there trying to flip homes. That's why you got to make sure that you get the right people around you to guide you through the process. Yeah, that makes complete sense to me. But, uh, I mean, as far as uh, – is there – is there uh, – do we go through a situation where certain markets do better in certain times? and Or is real estate across the United States, no matter if it is a, a great deal in New Orleans? or I got uh, this friend of mine, uh, 1975, I think it was. I think it was 75, 76, something like that. He bought a house out in... That's the year uh, I was born. 76? There you go. 75, 75, 75, 75. Okay, I was working at WDGY Radio at that time. It was unbelievable. Um, he bought a house. What's? The, oh God, I can't remember the the um, the area of Los Angeles. He bought his house in 1975 for nine hundred thousand dollars. So you would think in ni- 1975, nine nine hundred thousand dollars is a lot of money. That's a lot. He was just offered twenty million dollars for wow. that house. That's a pretty good run right yeah. there. And that, that's probably about right because my at, dad bought a house in Canwood about the same time, right across from uh, the end of Lake of the Isles, and it was 5,000 square feet, and I think he paid 50 for it. Mm-hmm. And I bet that's, that place is over a million now. Oh, there's no question. Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll give you something sooner than that. I bought a place in 1999, 2000, and I, just, I paid 250000 for it. It was on the edge of the French Quarter. There was nobody wanted to be there because it was drug dealing, prostitution. Oh, yeah. And I, I, I bought this house for 250000 and and I fixed it up. I made it into a little bed and breakfast because that's the only way I could afford to, to, to get it up and running. Apartments wouldn't work. I just sold that place for $3.5 million. I paid wow. 250 for it. That's pretty and, good. And so... Well, that's why I say in the that's why I say in the promotion when you see all these spots running on CNBC right now and they're running across different channels, they're running the promotions for the show. But in the opening of the promotion, I say real estate is the quickest way to build wealth if you do it right, and it's true. It is the quickest way to build wealth if you do it right, and um, because I've done it. You know, I was dyslexic. I struggled in school. I didn't go to college, and I learned how to. To, to get into the real estate business, and it, it's really changed my life, and now I'm paying it forward, and I'm doing yeah. it for other people to teach them how to do it. I, I love New Orleans. It's one. Of, it's my favorite. It's my favorite city in America. I visit every chance I get. I've always loved it. Fell in love about ten or twelve years ago, the first time I went there. So much culture. You know, the architecture is great. The food, the music. I mean, it's it, it really is. You know, when you walk the streets of the French Quarter, you feel like you're in Europe. I mean, it, you know, you got buildings. The city's over 300 years old. Um, it's just a, it's a, it's a great town, and it's a great backdrop for the show. The last time I was there, I, my wife and I went on a bicycle tour, and the guy that headed it up uh, was a, a Ph.D. history grad from Tulane, third generation. And we went through the Ninth Ward, and my vision of what the Ninth Ward was like was completely different than what it actually was. It was pretty cool. Was this after Katrina? Yeah, no, this was just last year. Okay. Okay. Yeah, the Brad Pitt, uh, Brad Pitt and An- Angelina Jolie went in there and and, and and they spent a bunch of they raised a bunch of money and they they, they built they rebuilt some homes yep. that look kind of like the Jeffersons, you know, like the space homes. <coughs> they they you know all oh, yeah. solar panels and everything. Um, you know, not I don't think it's doing too well. I think it, their their intentions were were in the right place. I just you know there was nothing there to follow up to make sure that they continue on with the property with the projects and now you've got all these modern homes and old homes mixed in and it's kind of wasn't very well planned out and um that's that's how it goes i mean i'm we're appreciative that they took an interest but it was almost like an interest for six to eight months and then they kind of left you know yeah that's unfortunate sydney um you just went ran down the fact you know with the the dyslexia and you didn't go to college what told you at at a, at a young age, hey, I'd, I'd probably be really good at this. How, how did you know you'd be so good at it? 
Well, I didn't think I would be good at it. I mean, you know, I was oh, very okay. insecure. Um, you know, I my parents divorced when I was 11 years old. Um, my mom, we moved into a one-bedroom apartment, my brother, my mother, and I, and um, to, in the city here in New Orleans. Uh, I got hooked up with the wrong people and, and started doing uh, drugs and, and got and got mixed up with the wrong crowd. And so for me, you know, I was very, I never, I thought I was just going to work and, like I said, work for either a garbage company or work for um, a construction company, cleaning up, you know, dealing with the demo, physical labor type stuff. I never, I never thought I would be where I am today. And I'm so blessed and thank God every day. And, and, but I, I really didn't think that. And one of the reasons why I was saying what I told you guys when we first got on the phone, when I was talking about finding something you're passionate about, because once I started to get my act together, started getting it, I got a job working for a construction company, sweeping the floor. I quickly found out that, wow, I love taking these old buildings, these old historic buildings and, and redoing them and making them beautiful like they were when they were originally built. And it was such a rewarding experience for me that I almost, I mean, not almost, I got hooked on buying old places and restoring them and bringing them back to life and selling them. So it wasn't about the money. And the money came after I found out what I was passionate about. And I think that I try to pass that along to whoever I invest with is you can't do things for the money. You got to find something you love and the money will follow. Sydney, we only have about one minute left here. I'd like to book you again to come on and talk about uh, the app that you created in the New Orleans area. It's like Uber, but for cops. I would love to interview you about your, your new app. I would love to talk about it. It was featured in the New York Times last year. Uh, we are now in four of the different counties in the state of Louisiana, and it's doing very well. We dropped crime by 45%. Uh, we're in negotiations right now with some big companies that want to buy it. Um, I'm not ready to sell it just yet, but we're doing that. And um, the biggest thing I want to talk to you before we get off is yeah. uh, we trended number five in the yeah, U.S. on Twitter last Wednesday. And I want to make sure that if, if anybody's listening and, and hearing and wants to watch the show, please hashtag the deed. It's hashtag the deed on Twitter and uh, help us trend back at number five in the U.S. again like we did last Wednesday. We really, we really appreciate that. Sydney, it's always a great pleasure to talk to you, whether it's on the morning show or the afternoon show here. I, I love talking to you. And I, I, if you don't mind, I will reach out to you uh, well, Cassie will actually reach out to you, and we'll get you booked up, because I do want to talk about your app. It sounds fascinating. I would love to do that, and I appreciate y'all, you guys for having an interest in, 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 in my story. Oh, Thank no you question. so much. Thank you, Sydney. Thank you. Have a good day. That's going to do it, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tom Bernard Show. Hey.